everybody. Welcome to That Local Life Podcast. I'm your host, Sydney. This is Tyler. What's poppin', everybody? So today we have a very special guest, longtime Nissa native, Bailey Myers. Very long time. Born yes. and raised, right? Born and raised. <laughs> Bailey, happy to have you on. Thank you. How Thank you. you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. I'm very impressed. You have a lot of things going on, so I'm excited to be I have a lot. part of it. Yeah. Good. Well, it <laughs> sounds like you have a lot going on too, right? I feel like that just runs in the Nissa blood, right? You, it, you can't be not busy. If you're not busy, yeah. something's wrong. Seriously, one hundred percent. So kind of take us through something like give us a brief overview of what you do and your highlights. Oh man, okay. We'll dive in. So highlights, I work on my family farm. Okay. I do a lot of our marketing and come up with different ideas. Sure a really fun side of the farm, right? Not out in the field, but really behind the scenes, letting the public learn in mm-hmm. a fun way. Mm-hmm. And then I own my own business. I do all sorts of stuff with it. I do events <laughs> and rentals and photography all kind of encapsulated into one. Mm-hmm. And then I've done a lot with freeze dried candy, food, mm-hmm. different like side hobbies, staying busy always. So. Okay. So growing up, you guys obviously have a farm. Was yeah. that where you spent most of your time? We were always on the farm or doing something farm related. Mm -hmm. Like one of my first memories that I think is kind of a funny story. I remember Christmas Eve, we got an order for some onions that we didn't have finished and somehow all of the cousins were called in and we were working at the onion shed on Christmas Eve to finish this order to get it shipped out. (laughs) And I was like, who would want to work on Christmas Eve? But if it's in your blood, it's there, so. Yeah, yeah. you do what you gotta do. That's awesome. So. Did you always want to help out with the family farm or did you go through a period like growing up? You're like, this kind of sucks. I want to do something different. I mean, I think growing up in a small town, everyone always has this like, I've got to get out of here. Sure. got to go do something different. And I kind of got that experience with college. Okay. Moved away, realized that I really like the small town feel. I like mm. being where everyone kind of knows everyone. But then coming back was always just so welcoming. Like really? it's home. So I wanted to find a way to come back, but I didn't necessarily want to end up on the farm. I was thinking education okay. or starting something new, Sure. but then family, right? It's hard to say no to come back with working with family. <laughs> yeah. It's a challenge, it is. a challenge for sure. But family just kind of has a way of like, okay, I'm, I'll do it. Yeah, sure. So hmm. they convinced you. Where do you go to school? What do you go to school for? So I actually went to school at BYU Hawaii which is awesome yeah that is awesome (laughs) so i had told myself that i wasn't going to go anywhere cold so obviously right (laughs) um so right after high school i actually took a year off Mm -hmm. did state office for ffa Mm -hmm. got to travel for quite a while with that then went to school in hawaii and i got an interdisciplinary degree the easiest way to describe it is like it's ag tourism but my actual degree is business, entrepreneurship, Mm -hmm. and then hospitality and tourism with emphasis in agricultural education. Interesting. It's a combination. That sounds intense. So from an entrepreneurship perspective, how does somebody teach that in college? You basically write your own degree and you are taking classes from everyone. So I would take a class from a hospitality and tourism teacher Mm -hmm. and then I would turn around and take a psychology class and then I would take an agricultural class in the same day Hmm. and it was a unique combination but I I would go back to college in a heartbeat because I loved it so much that's well, cool. You had such a Hawaii. good experience. Yeah, and you got to go, go to Hawaii. <laughs> Everyone's always like, why, why would you come home? Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's expensive over there. Yeah, a little yeah. bit. <laughs> yeah. That's cool. So what is your business? 
So my business is called Bayas Black Sheep. Okay. And I mainly do events and rentals. So kind of following in your mom's footsteps, sure. actually. Yeah. I mean, I had her a lot mm-hmm. influencing my life in a young age, right? So going out and doing events, setting it up, taking the stress away from someone else, mm-hmm. helping their their dream kind of become a reality mm. is something that I do with most of the events that, whether they're big or small. Sure. Um, I've done farm to fork dinners. Mm. So people from the community get to come out, you eat all local food on the farm on a very nice like setting. So it's sure. a very different feel than like a picnic, but mm-hmm. like a fancy it's picnic, like, I guess. Like yeah, fancy, fancy picnic. picnic. Okay. Cool. Um, so I do that a lot. I do photography with that. And between those, it kind of just gives me my creative outlet. I mm-hmm. need something to be creative with other than just sitting at a computer all day. So, sure. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So where did the name Bayes Black Sheep come from? Oh, that's, that's a good one. Yeah. So all of my family and most of my friends call me Bea. Mm-hmm. It's just the nickname. I don't even know where it came from, to be honest. I was going to say, I never knew it in high school yeah. or any growing up at all. So Yeah. Um, all of my okay. like nephews and nieces, they all call me Bea. My brother called me Bea. I don't really know where it came from. Just stuck one Just day. stuck, yeah. So I'm either Bea or Bay to like most of the people in the valley, okay. right? And then black sheep. I always felt like I was kind of a little bit of a black sheep in this. Up. Like, Love it. I'm a little creative, a little spunky, sometimes stubborn, whatever you want to call it. Uh. So, <laughs> I'll embrace it. I'll be uh. weird. And I really, I think it's fun to stand out. Whether you're standing out Agreed. by yourself or for community or anything like that. If you can find something that makes you different and just mm-hmm. embrace it, it's way more fun in life. Words so. of wisdom right there. Yes. That's cool. So do you have employees with your business? I do not. Or is it just you? Just me. Just you. Wow. Yep. How do you manage that? It is a lot of like prepping. So if I'm doing an event, uh-huh. I will take two days off before the event just to make sure I have everything I need packed, easily accessible, like I'm ready for any event that's going to happen just so when I get there, I don't have to, you know, like call someone else and be like, Hey, I'm in a pickle. Like I have it all there with me. Did you, Hmm. So how many events a year do you do? So this is only my second or third year as like an official business. Sure. COVID was when I was going to start. And as we know, COVID did a lot of different things. So did some people dirty for yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't really start then, didn't have a lot of events. Um, okay. But 2021, I did, oh my goodness, like five events total. Okay. So not a lot, just sure. enough to keep yeah. me busy. And then this year has been really busy. As far as weddings, I got a lot more bookings and weddings. Mm. And then I really didn't do as many farm to fork dinners here, but I actually got hired to do them other places. So I did one in California. Wow. I've done some for like small businesses or nonprofits. They'll get a hold of me and I set it up at a venue. It's a nice little dinner. Sometimes I do auctions and things like that at them. So that's neat. So yeah. do you have like a warehouse of inventory? Do you just like rent from somebody else? Do you use their equipment? Like how does that work since you're a one man team? Yeah. So a little bit of both. I have quite a bit of inventory on hand. Mm -hmm. I have a couple storage units full of boxes that are not as organized (laughs) as they should be. (laughs) Can you relate? Tyler's mom. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She influenced me like crazy. Times that by 10. Yes. So I know that I can always call her if Mm. I have anything that I'm like, I need this Uh because she'll have it. She will. She will. Always. So um, between that and like making connections in the industry, I can usually find anything I need for an event. Yeah. And then I usually we'll put it into a pickup and just pack it absolutely full uh-huh. and go to the event 
That's a really interesting concept, actually. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's almost like, you know, you, when you think of an events business, you think giant warehouse, you think of 100 people working for you, oh, yeah. you think of all that stuff, but in all reality, like, with today's day and age, you can outsource pretty much everything, so you can have one or two people, you show up, you put your stuff together, and you're gone. And that's, a, I'll usually, like, manage, right, mm-hmm. with different vendors that they've connected with like i am not a dj don't put me in charge of music at all (laughs) so i'll talk to them and make connections but it's not my job to be in charge of it interesting okay that's really neat that's cool so how did the freeze-dried candy aspect come in yes so fun fact my cousins and i actually went in and bought this freeze dryer together and we were determined to kind of make this business work uh-huh. A lot of people had gotten into it. It yeah. was yeah. pretty it's cool. Crazy right? moment. Yeah. And then they all went off to school. So I was the only one home and I was like, I am gonna figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> so I just kept trial and error. I freeze dried all sorts of stuff from candy to food, yeah. soups, all kinds of stuff. And then Soup. Yeah, it's really good actually. <laughs> interesting. In- yes, yeah, it is interesting. Yes. So, you know, just did a bunch of little mm-hmm. test samples and then once we kind of got it rolling we do our asparagus sales direct to consumers on the farm okay and so we started setting up a little boutique Mm -hmm. and that's where i sell most of it interesting yeah that's cool do you go to like other farmers markets and stuff too with it or you just done one place one other farmers market but most of the time it's usually that short window Mm -hmm. um i have had a few people reach out i did a sale over it i think it's called like red barn or something in yeah. weezer yeah yeah did one over there and that went really well hmm. but i think it's a unique way to just kind of fill your time and yeah, have a little when you're not doing something. events yeah. yeah interesting so what what do you actually do on the farm side of things i mean I that's like your I full-time just, job right so yeah, yeah so full-time work? job i mean i feel like i just kind of wear a bunch of different hats depends on the day <laughs> whatever you want to do that day yeah Um, But I do a lot of work with our marketing. So we go to at least four food shows a year. Mm. And I am in charge of like booth setup, design, getting all of that arranged Mm -hmm. to get the materials from here to the show, coordinating people to help me set up and bring it all the way back home. Mm -hmm. So that takes up a majority of the time, especially when those events are near. It's a lot of pressure. But other than that, I do a lot of social media (laughs) creation I work a lot with my brother. He does a lot on social media. Yeah. So we do podcasts and Shay, videos. Right? Yeah, Shay. yeah. Okay. Yep. So we'll do videos, podcasts, TikToks. Yeah. We'll just have content days and then we'll come back and put it all together. And then other things in the office. I mean, mm-hmm. I feel like I'm definitely the decorator in the office. I like to bring in like fun <laughs> stuff to do. Right. You got to yeah. have like Christmas spirit this time of year. Yeah. You got to have all kinds of stuff. So I do that and mm. then just kind of work on creating a culture in the business where people mm-hmm. want to come work for us yeah. rather than us begging people to come work yeah we need just it. being a chore yeah i want them to enjoy it so i do a lot of research into that i like that i like that a lot so growing up i know you said you really didn't like picture yourself being here but what things were you doing as a kid that kind of helped you prepare for this stuff I mean, growing up, both of my parents were super involved in the community. Mm. I don't remember ever having a free weekend. We were either (laughs) at an auction, at a benefit something, at a dinner, somewhere. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad was an auctioneer, so Mm. he was Mm. always at those kind of events. And then my mom was on Chamber of Commerce. She did all sorts of stuff in the community. Mm. And so I would just be at events all the time. Mm. And so I think being around people 
seeing events, seeing how they operate from setup to teardown to everything in between kind of gave me that like, I don't know, little that bug. Push. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like hmm. I could do this. Yeah. Interesting. So, so do you plan on <clears throat> becoming CEO of the farm one day or what do you, oh, what do you man. plan on there? So there's a lot of us on the farm. Mm-hmm. We have about 10 households, maybe oh, even wow. 11 now. So there's a lot of us to divide it up against. <laughs> I can but, see that. <laughs> um, honestly, we work really well as a team. Like we'll, cool. we have meetings at least once a week. Everyone comes in. And I think just looking forward to being able to build relationships with my family, mm-hmm. but also like a business relationship with them. So I don't ever want to run something all by myself, but yeah. maybe part of the team to help run it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got your own business for that, yeah. right? That's cool. Yeah. Hmm. We're going to have to talk to you off camera here about our marketing efforts and yeah. like like for social media because like we do quite a bit i mean with this there's a you guys do a lot with this it. is a media company too right so yeah. like we do advertising and stuff for other companies and you know obviously the more we can learn the better oh yeah for sure yeah, i, I definitely like can definitely. see us bouncing ideas off of each other yeah. Yeah. i know i kind of took over the social media when i stepped in and it's definitely i get a lot of comments on it but i still don't know what i'm doing well and i feel like social media is such a hard thing for people to understand like most people just look at it and it's like oh that's really cool yeah but there's so much that goes behind mm-hmm. the scenes you have to know the algorithms and when to post and what it needs to look like yeah and the words to use and most people are don't look at it for yeah. that reason. Yeah, I almost fell asleep just you talking about that because, you know, it's obviously not the sexy side of oh, social no. media. There's like, a lot that goes into it. And it's hard time. to learn, too. There's not, like, a great outlet to learn mm-hmm. from. It kind of just is mm-hmm. trial and error, and yeah. you keep pushing, and it drains you, and then you get a really good post, yeah. and you're like, okay, I'm energized There's videos the to watch on YouTube and stuff, but I feel like they all say something different. They do, and then... Like, you it's know, never just one if you want, this. If you want somebody's, like, formula, you got to pay hundreds of yeah. thousands of dollars to give somebody that like what actually works yeah, right come to my training and yeah. learn how to do it you're yeah. like okay well $300 not worth yeah. it yeah like, all the people on YouTube are like here's 10 steps of how to make your marketing better and it's like how one, to make your business grow on social have media passion two post every day three have cool content four and it's like okay well we know we, that like stuff like the basic already. stuff we know <laughs> yeah yeah like we know all that but you know i do you, think our generation is different in that right we grew hmm. up with social media is how we get our news it's yeah, how we get sure. our info it's yeah it's how we learn and i think we've had to learn how to adjust to the whole social world yeah, yeah. It, you know even like people younger than us right are so much more tech savvy than we are and 100 percent like I still find myself struggling with, uh, like, how do I do that again? Like, where's my password? What's guilty, this? What's guilty, guilty. Like, <laughs> so, I mean, that's definitely very, very interesting to the point where you almost don't want to be a consumer of it, right? You just want to post and get off. It does. It makes it kind of toxic where you're like, yeah. I don't really want to be on there today. And then when you are, you're like, oh, I should have done that. Why didn't I think of that first? Yeah. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. And it's it's very degrading in a way to the point where yes. you're always watching what someone else is doing and you're like, oh, I could be doing that. But or when you create something, you're like, this is going to be gold. Yeah. And then you post it and it's not and you're like, it's like 10 views. And you're like, God, damn. And you're like, man, I spent so much <laughs> it's time so on discouraging. that. It's <laughs> so And then you'll post things that you're like, this is trash yeah. and it blows up. You'll yeah. post a video that you spent like five minutes working on. It's like 16,000 views, 17,000 views. And you're like, How? I don't know what yeah. I did differently, but <laughs> it's, it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. It is. It's, it's a stupid. mind game. It, it really is. Yeah. But, <laughs> Excuse me. Wow. 
Tyler's having some issues. It's I fine. Am, I almost took down okay. that microphone over there. <laughs> <laughs> I did. Bailey. Yes. What are your future plans? Oh, man. That's like a deep you, question. Family, He kids. asked me that question every single day, and I still don't have the answer. Yeah, how so. does anyone know? I don't That's what I say. I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, well, just think about it. I'm like, I don't know what, like, I mean, I don't know what I'm doing uh, tomorrow. Yeah. yeah, ask me today, and my answer is going to be different uh, tomorrow. I tell him that all the time. I get that. I get that. Um, I'm a visionary type, so I like to think about future, future. hardcore all the time. So I think about now no one else and does. maybe three days from now. Yeah, I mean, I like to plan, but I'm not like a like heavy a duty yeah, planner. Yeah. <laughs> but um, that's, fair. that's fair. Okay, so I definitely want to be in this area, sure. right? Like I plan on raising a family in the yeah. area, being around here, having a reason to stay, mm-hmm. right? And a lot of that, I think, also comes from... I watched your guys' first episode and it was like probably one of my favorites. But that's cool. <laughs> creating the community, right? Yeah. I want to be able to raise a family where <coughs> my kids want to stay and want to yeah. come back and have mm-hmm. the opportunity to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not just where they're like, oh, yeah, I'm home for the holidays because, you know. I hate it here. Yeah, yeah. I want them to, to love it here and have a reason to love it. So definitely working on coming up with ideas for that. Mm. I have like two or three things okay. that are like my goals for Nissa. Probably <laughs> don't know if they'll ever happen, but they're like goals on there. But just being around and involved in the community. I feel like right now in my life, maybe not like 10 years down the road, but like right now is a good time to be involved, right? Mm-hmm. Well, and the energy. Yeah, have the energy. I have the time. And I think just being involved in the community, raising a family here, working on the farm, being involved enough where you can make connections and build a network mm-hmm. of awesome people. That's so awesome. So let's talk about the community aspect of it. Yeah. What do you love about living here? I, I love and hate at the same time <laughs> okay. the community, right? Yeah. You you can really do one thing, and before you even make it home, 10 other people already know about <laughs> it, and you're like, all right, cool. You yes. know? 100%. So um, that part, I it's a love and hate relationship. Yeah. Sure. But it's so special. Like, when you'll talk to someone who didn't grow up in a small town, you're like, oh, yeah, my, my graduating class had 68 people. It was awesome. Like, I knew everyone. I knew two yeah. grades above me and four grades below me Pretty much. and it blows their mind and i'm like that is what's special right i i can walk up to anyone that i went to school with even if they weren't in my grade and be like oh my goodness how are you and they'll all be able to relate to you because they yeah. know who you are that's something i always wish i had because my graduating class was over 700 kids and I literally, I was cutting hair one time and this kid, we ended up graduating same school, same year. I had no clue who he was. That like is crazy to me. That's nuts. Yeah. That is so many And you don't learn anything. It's like you just go to pass. Are you really learning anything? No. See, and I feel like that is one thing Hmm. in our small town. You are learning not just like fundamentally Mm -hmm. to pass for school. But there's so many real life applications. Yeah. If you need a job or if you need to learn something, yeah. there is someone in the community who will teach you. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> you can teach each kid depending on how they learn rather than just as a whole because you don't have as many kids to tend to. That's a really good point, yeah. Hmm. I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. So speaking off of that, what are the ideas that you have for oh, this town? Man, put okay. It on a pu- if put you want to share it yeah. Put it on a public <laughs> platform here. I honestly really think that Nissa could benefit from a lot of things. Mm. But one is like our main street is so beautiful. Like if you look at the historical photos of Nissa, yeah. it was a place to come and a place to, to come see. Even mm-hmm. if you weren't staying in town, just to drive through it and see it, there's so much beauty. Right. And I feel like 
in years past, we've kind of just covered it up and, and fixed it so that it looks good, but it's not its full potential, right? Mm-hmm. So you have old storefronts everywhere. And rather than restoring them, we're just like patching them and covering them. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Tyler has a very strong opinion on that. I do. Oh, so well. you're speaking to my ears here. Okay. Okay. Just keep going. <laughs> my keep whole going. A good thing. Yeah. yeah. No, no. It yes. is. Yeah. I just like, you've seen it be successful. Mm-hmm. I mean, downtown Caldwell used to be a place where no one wanted to go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And now it's one of the most popular photography spots in mm-hmm. the Valley. And you have people who go there to go ice skating, to mm-hmm. just look at lights. Mm-hmm. Even when it's not Christmas season, it's so busy. It's a place to go. Mm-hmm. Like there are things to do. events a year. Yeah, it's like crazy. That. It's nuts. Well, and the restaurants and the business that it brings, yeah. it creates a place where people want to go. It's yeah. comfortable. It's cozy. It's a want to be. Same as like Sisters, Oregon. Yeah. If you drive through Sisters, yeah. you're like, oh my sisters. gosh, this place is so pretty. I love Sisters. We have that potential right here. And oh, all yeah. of us are just kind of like, well, I don't know, you know. So that's like, ultimate goal would be to like facelift Nissa, And whether we find funding for it or just get enough people who have the same idea to mm-hmm. start, you know, saving for it. Small steps at a time. That's like ultimate goal right there and the other thing is this is kind of more like personal i say uh (laughs) call people out tyler (laughs) don't do it (laughs) just kidding better watch out people yeah um the other one's more personal but i think our small community we have a really hard time with if (coughs) your older generation didn't get along with another family who lives here it's like passed down to the next generation and to me it's so crazy like, I could have gone to school with this person, but because mm-hmm. they have a last name of whatever, I'm, like, not supposed to be friends with them or not mm-hmm. supposed to talk to them because our families didn't get along. And I think the biggest change that our generation could do is kind of just mending those bridges and being like, yeah. okay, like, I totally get that there was something said, and I'm sorry if it offended anyone, mm-hmm. but it's time to move on and become this stronger community together. Right. Rather than keeping the bridges yeah. burnt, let's just build them back better and make it so that things can be said and people can get offended but still move on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, I like that because, I mean, I I have seen that hierarchy growing up. I oh, mean, yeah. You know, mainly it's between the rich, mainly it's between the richer families, right, in the area. And there's a lot of back and forth that goes on. Like, we don't talk to those people. We don't go hang out with them. We don't go by their places. We don't buy from their businesses. It's like, it's Well, and it can be hardcore. something so silly, like... You said you something just, wrong. Yeah, you said something wrong, or you wore the wrong shirt, and it was like, I'm sorry that I wore a different brand, or I don't know. Like, yeah, and, or you don't we, believe in the same things, or yeah. you don't, it's, yeah. And I just sucked. think our community could benefit if everyone was just like, I really don't care what you believe. I don't care what you want to do in your life, but if we both have the same goal, why not mm-hmm. work on it, rather than be like, eh, you know, I'm good yeah. without you. Mm. It just creates a cool team aspect for the community. I like that. Yeah. So you said you had three. Oh, What's your third one? What was the third one? It'll hit you. I know. Now I got to think about it. It'll probably be after the podcast. But <laughs> when like, I'm like on my drive home. Yeah. You'll be like, oh, by the way. <laughs> oh, here's what it is. So okay. community events. I feel uh-huh. like we do a really good job of having like two or three a year. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the same people have to put in the effort to make those events happen. Mm -hmm. Like when you go to an event, it's always like the same six people. We're Mm -hmm. the ones that set it up. We'll tear it down. They're the ones that put in the effort. So finding a way to make it so that other people want to get involved. And you don't have to be to the capacity where it's like you're in charge of it. But how do we get people involved 
that can give just a little bit. Like, what, what do you want to give and I'll find a spot for you? Rather than, here's the time commitment I need. It's, yeah. okay, here's what you can give me. Let's find a spot for you. Yeah. That's an interesting way, an interesting concept that I believe probably should actually be implemented right yeah. now because I'm on the chamber, right? Yeah. Often on the chamber, and it's mostly the chamber that's putting these events on, right? Most of the and time, it's yeah. the same people that's doing it. Exactly. And we do struggle to find people that want to do it. Like, even myself, I'm like, do I really want to go do that today? Exactly. Disclaimer. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's so if you could really find some some strengths that people have and not like hey you got to be on here for a full year to to participate yeah. or to you if know, you give people the events. choice they're more willing to participate rather than yeah. a mandatory thing right yeah 100% and if you make it fun like this is what we get out of it this is what we do like we're yeah. helping our community like do you want to see the town that you live in thrive or fall apart exactly Which like one? here's the event that's happening here's the jobs that need filled if you want to help let us know. Not the, here's what needs filled and it's a two-year yeah. commitment or a yeah. two-times-a-week commitment. It's a, here's what we need done. Can you help us with it? Mm-hmm. I like that. Yeah. Back to the first one because that is where things piss me off the most. Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, <laughs> what kind of ideas do you have? Like, how do you plan on those changes happening? So... This kind of starts when I'm little, right? My mom being on the chamber, mm-hmm. I remember putting together like shadow boxes of mm-hmm. old photos of Nyssa. Mm-hmm. And I was always like, that's not our town. Like, that's so <laughs> cool, but that is not Nyssa. And they would point out where it is. And I'm like, mm-hmm. man. And so I don't really know like the proper steps to even start it or where to start. Sure. I do think getting people aware and maybe on the same page helping them see that there is something that can happen, Mm -hmm. creating that vision, whether it's an actual drawing or I don't know, just letting them understand that Nissa has so much potential. Like we don't have to stay this Mm -hmm. small little falling apart town, but we can become this stop. Like there's rumor of the train stop that's going to start from like Salt Lake to Portland Mm -hmm. and Ontario has signed up for it. Caldwell Mm. has signed up for it. And in my opinion, like, why are we not signing up for it, right? Why don't we create this stop where Nyssa can become this place where people want to be? Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. So. You're on the chamber, so I'm, what's the proper step, <laughs> sir? <laughs> I'm going to call some people out on this, so. I'm oh, not okay. going to use names, but <laughs> Nyssa has a long history of not wanting things to come into town right so coca-cola had an opportunity to be here and who shut it down the city okay the sugar factory they put some things in place and they packed up and took their business elsewhere and it's some of the same people that are still on that board today i have no problem saying that but it's and and a lot of people that are in the community as well. Like when I when I've been there, we brought in as the chamber, we brought in the uh, like little small town consultant. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you were aware of that or or not, but we paid some guy twenty five grand to come in and do a whole survey on our town. So he came in, he shopped at all the businesses, he stayed here for a week, unbeknownst, no one knew who he was. He shopped, he ran analytics on traffic data, the whole nine. And he's actually the guy that put together Indian Creek in Caldwell. Oh, that's cool. So he can't, He put their full plan together. And you see how awesome that turned mm-hmm. out, right? Yeah. And so he came and did that for us. 
but we never ended up using any of it. That's that's the key right there. Like you've already made the step, but you just got to implement it. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, so we, we do the same events on the chamber every year. We have our banquets. We have our farmer's appreciation, Thunder Egg Days, and they're all amazing events, right? But for me, what I'm actually seeing is we haven't implemented any of those changes. Like he gave us a step-by-step plan to come into the town and change it to add that community center or community gathering spot to beautify the town put maybe some kind of tax on main street to for businesses that are there that kind of pay into it and then those taxes are used to beautify the buildings invite new people to come in and that's not happening the thing is i know that there's not just on the board but like as a community there are a lot of people who kind of fear the change nissa is nissa and they don't want change and I don't think it's like, yes, we want to bring in six different huge oh. industries and destroy the small town, yeah. but it's rather, do. we want to highlight the small town feature that we have. Yeah. yeah. What is local? What makes mm-hmm. Nissa Nissa? Right. And highlight it rather than bringing in something to change it. Let's make it so that we highlight what makes it what it is. So, yeah. I mean, in listening to a lot of people in the town, it's... The number that he came up with, the percentage that he came up with, which leakage, is where someone either makes their money in NISA and spends it elsewhere, right? Yeah. And that number was like 80%. It was horrifying, right? So people are making their money here, but taking it elsewhere. And that sucks, right? Like we have, we have a grocery store. We have four or five restaurants in town that people could shop at, and eat yeah. at, but they're not right and looking at the numbers over the last 20 years nissa has not grown at all yeah it's fluctuated i think two three hundred people up and down throughout the years that's it nothing and what that tells me is that there's i mean it's either people aren't just wanting to move here because of violence gangs whatever it is it's the state laws the state laws (laughs) People that I've talked to don't want people to move there. They don't want to see the change, which sucks. And go ahead. You've got to help them see, like, growth in Nissa, like, in the population. Mm -hmm. Okay, you don't want to see people move here. Keep it country. We totally get that. Like, we don't want a big city here. Exactly. And rather than making it, we want people to come here. That's the definition of success. How about having people who want to even come and visit? Yeah, having people it. who want to be like, I don't need to live in Nyssa, but it's going to be my getaway spot. Yeah. Rather than driving to Caldwell or mm-hmm. rather than driving to the mountains, mm-hmm. they can come to Nyssa and get that same experience where it's like, I'm going to relax for the weekend. Yeah. And they can come here. There's bike paths for the kids to go on. There's community center that they have events going on, like Indian Creek, you know, throughout the year. There's restaurants they can go eat at, little food trucks, grocery stores to shop at, museums to see, you know, whatever Nissa has to offer. Right? We have a lot of museums. So, that would even I mean, benefit the people in the community living here instead oh, of having 100%. to drive to Caldwell. You can exactly. do your family outing here in yeah. your own town uh, support the local people if you will. and it would only inspire people who want to start their own business to start it in nissa right exactly because you'll have the backing from the people yeah you know you're going to be supported by your community yeah and that is one thing right like yeah. oregon makes it really difficult to have a business in oregon yeah. like it's not something that i'm if i'm thinking about starting a business why would i start it in oregon you would but if you know you can get the back from mm-hmm. your community the support, yeah. then you're going to be like okay let me double think this let me really 
dive into how I could be successful here versus yeah. two miles over the river. Right. right. Yeah. And what really floored me was I went to a Adrian 2040 meeting. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I've been looking at building second location for us here at the store. And I know that the Adrian 2040 had a meeting back in 2018 and said they wanted a grocery store in their town. Right. And they were yeah. willing to do pretty much anything that it took to have somebody come in and do that to get one. So I went to a meeting and we had city officials there. There was a superintendents there from the school and every single person, when I opened my mouth and said, I want to build a second location here, what do I have to do? They're like, Oh, you want to do that? Here's what you got to do. Here's a whole list. Here's what we got to do. Here's the sewage. Here's the septic. Here's the building. Here's who owns it. Here's the land. Here's who. <laughs> She's I, like, stop. My hands I just hear it on the table. <laughs> Anyway. I've been using mine the whole time. Oh, yeah. But so who owns what? Who does what? Like how? That's awesome. And I know Nissa wouldn't ever do that. Yeah. They they don't want to put the steps in place, right? It's more like hoops to jump through to yeah. get there rather than, okay, we want it to. Here's what we need. It's, okay, let's jump through the hoops and it will make it work but let's not just make it work or let's talk yeah. about it, but let's not follow through with it. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not saying it's to piss anybody off. Okay. It's, it's just a matter of fact of like, this is stuff that has to change, especially if you want to see your town grow, move, yeah. get better, have better education, have better people living in your town, get rid of the drugs, get rid of the violence, whatever it is you got to do. Like these are the steps that it takes to actually make something happen. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter whether it's the making this a more beautiful or yeah. making it safer community or the education. There yeah. has to be steps to do any of those goals. 100%. Yeah. And there has to be obviously people that want to make it happen. Right. Yeah. And you have to give them a platform like this podcast or there you go. other mediums where people can voice their opinion and be like, okay, yeah, this is what I want to happen. And here's the willing things I'm willing to do to make it happen. And uh, Allison McLaughlin, she came in and she was actually working on a bike path for mm -hmm. a while. Like, I've seen a lot of posts about it, actually. There's, yeah. there's actually state funds that the city has that are, can be used for grant money and et cetera, et cetera, to actually build a bike path. So she came in and she was doing a lot of that stuff, which is great. We need more people like her to come in and kind of be like this tornado, if you will. Oh, yeah. Make a mess. And then have people see like, oh, you know, like it's that not, would like benefit us. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. not that bad if we have something come in, right? You know, it's not necessarily that you want industry, right? Like maybe we don't want Coca Cola to come in. Yeah, maybe That's we don't fine. want the big industries. We don't care. Like, but we want Sally from down the road to open up her restaurant or her candy store and be successful, right? Yeah. Like that's that's what a small town is about. I think if you can find a way to support agriculture because that's a yep. huge industry in our area right Massive. if you can support agriculture and have a way for a community to be successful in addition to that mm -hmm. you're going to you're, you're making the money in your town find a way to spend it in your town yes rather than going to a different grocery store or going to the movies in a different town mm -hmm. what if we had something here where they could spend their money yeah so you're not really welcoming a whole bunch of industries you don't want to change the dynamics of yeah, the town 100 i mean obviously i mean i can speak for myself but i'm going to assume for you too <laughs> if you come back to nissa you love nissa you love, love how it. you grew up you you love the atmosphere it created you just want it to continue and not die off like how do we yeah. keep it going in a positive direction rather right. than just you know, kind of like maintaining even if even if the population doesn't grow you know you might get some growth if you have some more industry right you might have five thousand people in a town instead of three 
that's still a small town by any definition of the book. But guess what? You have an infrastructure that supports people. Yeah. That supports families to come in, to buy a home, to work in the same town that they they live in, to spend the money in the town that they live in. Like it, it takes some work. And at the same time, if you don't want to do that, the town eventually goes down and it becomes a ghost town. Yeah. Right. It's, that's, it's maintaining, right? Like, yeah. okay, we don't want it to grow exponentially. Cool. Let's just keep it the same then. What do we need to do to keep it a healthy community? Well, in my experience, if you're not growing, you're dying. Okay. It, yeah. It's hard to just maintain because what happens when you maintain, right? You stop doing the things that made you exceed at first. That makes sense. So... If we just maintain, which we've been maintaining for 20 years now, right? And what do you see happening? Nothing. I think Monk's uh, building was the first new building in like 50 years. Yeah, the first one that I remember in a long time. Yeah. So that's what it looks like when you maintain, right? So, yeah. So no. just, uh, just some food for thought. <laughs> Not saying we don't love the town, obviously. No, I love the town. I'm, all, I'm in the town. I'm in the chamber. I'm involved. Like, yeah, like we, we wanna want to be here. We want these things to happen, right? Yeah. And it's just a matter of getting other people to see the benefits of actually participating in that, right? Yeah. Oh, I think that's very powerful. Thank you for sharing your thoughts. You're welcome. On, uh, <laughs> the community is something I'm very passionate about as well. So I think it's something people need to be passionate about. Whether or not they are now, Yeah. you've got to find a way to make it matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and if you don't want small town America to fall apart, like that's what it takes to get your town successful. Yeah. Right? You know? So definitely something that... I, uh, that's why I started this right here was to yeah. inspire people to make a change in what's going on. So well, it's the local life, right? You gotta, yeah. you gotta love it, but you also have to want it to continue. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. You can't just want it and then go away. No. Right. You have to like, ah, uh, you gotta put in some of that work. You gotta put in right? some of the work. You also, I feel like a lot of people, this is like the fear, at least mm. what I've been hearing. Right. People are going to move here and they're not going to understand why X, Y, or Z happen. Mm-hmm. Well, that's just how things happen here. And they'll adjust to it, right? Like you get stuck behind a tractor, you're going to go slow. <laughs> like you're going to learn to adjust yeah. to that. 100%. And I know that that like can scare a lot of people, right? It's a dangerous thing if people don't respect what's happening here. But if you don't give them the chance to learn it and to yeah. understand it, then they're never going to respect it. Well, and that's where the education piece comes in, right? You know, if yeah. you had the chamber office up and running, people could come in and, oh, we have a billion onions shipped out every year. We have this farm over here doing asparagus. We have this farm over here doing mint. We have, like, and there's big trucks or there's big tractors. Like, this is how they do it. This is the process. Like, if you can educate people on why the things happen in their town, like, most of the time they're like, I had no idea. Yeah. Like, it's a cool piece to, to be able to showcase to people. Well, that's like, so the ag education that Shay and I do, right? Mm-hmm. If you can create content of what these people perceive as agriculture, sure. and you show it to them on social media, their minds are blown. They're yeah. like, oh my goodness, I had no idea that an onion grew in the dirt. <laughs> and you're like, I got a lot of fields to show you, right? Yeah. But most people, if you don't give them the chance to learn, nothing's ever going to change. Right. So you got to teach them in a fun way, get them involved in a fun way make it something that unless someone is involved or wants to participate, they're not going to care about anything. Yeah. They, yeah. they have to have a want themselves. Oh, 100%. I mean, it, it, it all comes back to how do you show people what they don't know they want to see. Exactly. Right. You know, if you asked Henry Ford back in the day, like, what do you guys want? They would have just said, I want a faster horse and buggy. Right. right. Rather than 
here's I want a, model, a car. Here's a Model T. Yeah. How do you like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, it, it's stuff like that that you have to really put in front of them and have to actively work on. So I love what you're doing. I think it's awesome. Thank you. I'm impressed with you guys. This is awesome. <laughs> I like it. This we podcast could talk for days. <laughs> might be controversial. I love it. This we is gave the last, them warning. It's the cool. very first episode. person I thought that I would have to, like, <laughs> You know, pre-warn about pre-warn but i love it sorry no it's great I it's think, okay no it's 100 percent. we absolutely love it and good. i'm the one that said anything you didn't say anything, yeah it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's only good i like uh how do i want to put it mm, he's gonna have I to like think on this one <laughs> the ban- i like the banter i like uh what really gets people fired up is controversy right yeah like that's how you spark anything they have to anybody. have a cause yeah. They have to be able to choose a side, right? If uh, it, yeah. If you this just is something that needs to be talked about, though, but I feel like people don't talk about it. I mean, don't. I'm not I would from agree. here, they really don't. but these are things I agree on. And from having people on the podcast, there's a lot more people than like I expected that feel this way. There's a lot more 100%. that agree than don't. Yeah. Yeah. Like we get people reaching out to us every day like, we love what you're doing. This yeah. is... Yeah. freaking awesome mm-hmm. or like so the changes cool. to the store people are super supportive about it but i feel like the people who only express their opinions are the ones that don't want it to happen oh yeah yeah mm-hmm. but again it's like <coughs> some people are afraid of change but it's showing them that change isn't necessarily bad yeah. right like this can be a place where people can come and tell their story mm-hmm. our community has the coolest people mm. And there's 100%. a lot of times when people don't get to know the story. Like, yeah. I would never get to know that so-and-so was into whatever yeah. without having this podcast or without having a platform. You're not going to go walk down the street and be like, hey, it's really cool to meet you. What's your name? Tell me your story. Yeah. No one does that. Exactly. Right? Yeah, no one stops anybody on the side of the road because it's weird now, right? Yeah, I don't really know why that changed. But <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I don't either, but... But just like that, creating a place where people can come and express what they're thinking, they're feeling, share their story is unique, but then also creating a way for them to be like, oh, there's other people who think like me. There's yeah. other people who want the town to be successful yeah. and don't, I'm like on the, I'm a, in the fence, right? Like I don't want a ton of change, but I want healthy change. I need, there healthy needs change. to be something yeah. that, that helps our town grow and be a place where the next generation wants to yeah. come back. Yeah. They're not like, I'm it's gonna take so gone. People like us. Yeah. To really, it's going like to be the younger generation to yeah. help oh, yeah. open other people's minds. It is 100%. I agree with that. Yeah. And yeah, I want to live here. I want to stay here forever. Yeah. Right. You know, I might move to the Idaho side cause I like the politics over there better. Yeah. We won't talk about that. But, <laughs> but I'm Oregon would just, you know, yeah. change a little bit. Maybe if Idaho yeah. like eventually incorporates <gasps> us into their side, man, that's a goal that like, I wouldn't be opposed. Right. Okay. But Otherwise, we'll just uh, move on five minutes down the other way. Yeah, I'll just toss a rock into yeah. a new place. Literally, Idaho literally. But, yeah. I don't know. I think that's because you guys are on the Idaho side of the farm, right? We have some of both, actually. Okay. okay. So we have technically like four farms. The farm yeah. side is on Oregon, but our onion packing set's Idaho. Mm. So we split it. Sure. But you can definitely see why people move to Idaho. Mm-hmm. Like Snowmageddon oh. happened. Yeah. And there was not a lot of time that it took to decide we were moving to Idaho. So yeah, seriously. I mean, I mean, look, the taxes in Idaho are better. They they like business. They welcome they business. They welcome change. They welcome growth. And you're like, oh, that's part of the reason why, why you've there. seen moving Boise grow so much. Granted, I think it's definitely starting to go down the wrong direction. In my opinion, I was born and raised there. It's kind of uh, sad you. what it's turning into. Uh-huh. 
but there's a good way to go about it and a bad way and my goal our goal i believe is to push nissa in the good way you know what i mean if you don't have someone pointing a direction Mm -hmm. you're gonna grow but you don't get to control the way in which that grows right and nissa would never grow like boise anyways it's just not the area that people want to move to it's the area people want to visit and so i feel like if we had like a facelift on half the buildings like there's some buildings i didn't even know they were there they're losing out on so much business that could really benefit them yeah Mm. if you drive down main street and you like look above the fake storefront and you can see the old brick to me that is like heartwarming yeah (laughs) i love when old buildings are there i'm like man that has so much potential yes why can it it just not look like that yeah (laughs) yeah Mm. so creating a way for you to have direction and growth is definitely a a need i love that i 100 percent love that and you know people in this i'm not calling out anyone in pacific i'm just stating things that have actually happened and facts so please you can yell at me all you want, but it's what's actually Or don't yell, happening. just listen and <laughs> take the feedback. And you know, I think like I said, you just gotta, sometimes you have to take things, let them offend you, move on and be like, okay, I'm gonna build a better bridge. And yeah. Build a better bridge. I think everyone has the same goal, right? Like, you're, they're not intentionally sitting in that seat going, mm, we don't want that, take that out of here, get rid of this, right? They're not doing that. No. It's just, they're like, they don't have a clear vision in mind of what they actually want the town to be. But right. so everyone wants the same thing for Nissa. If you Me talk too. to anyone, they want it to be successful. Yeah. They want it to be beautiful. Yeah. They want it to be safe and a good education <laughs> and a place where people talk highly of. Mm-hmm. But not everyone knows how to get there. Correct. So to 100%. me, right, like, okay, I don't know how to do, I don't know how to run a grocery store. So yeah. I'm not going to go open a grocery store. Sure. Yeah. But if you could give me the steps of here's what you need to do. All right, I might try it. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll come work for you for a while, learn it. Yeah, I'll volunteer my time. I'll go work for that local restaurant, you know. Yeah. And and the whole reason towns like this die is people don't spend money there. Like, right, they they eat food at the restaurant one time and like, huh, you know, that wasn't that great. Let's go. Drive 20 minutes the other way to the other town. Let's go to Caldwell. Yeah. But, you know, if you eat there multiple times, you spend their money there, eventually, guess what? Food gets better. Employees get better. Wages get better. Like, it takes time and effort, right? Yeah. And it's not that instant gratification, right? Like, it's something that happens over It's a gradual years. thing, yeah. Yeah, it, it's a slow change. It's but either that or you go to a restaurant that's local. You eat there and you're like, man, that is so much better mm-hmm. than the, the chain restaurant in Caldwell. But the people you're meeting up with are like, I'm not driving to Nissa to eat. Yeah. Like, why would yeah. I do that? So then it, okay, if I can find a way to convince my friends to come visit me in Nissa rather than meeting in the, yeah. the middle of downtown, okay that's what you can get right right i like that well that kind of makes my last question obsolete for this whole podcast <laughs> was okay what was the one impact that you want to have on this community and i think we we solved like four of them yeah, yeah i think we like highlighted that <laughs> that was the topic so our whole episode was what the impact you wanted to have so yeah we got it we covered it we i think it's it. a good one yeah yeah for sure thanks Bailey. for coming on yeah Bailey, thanks absolutely. for having me guys thank of you course. for coming on and uh we're gonna have to collaborate on some things so we'll have some off-camera conversations yeah we'll definitely. Make some deals. <laughs> <laughs> as always folks keep it local